You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, there's a lot of questions if the Biden administration are doing the right things to try to lower price of gas, inflation. Folks, joining us right now on the line is he is with the Pacific Research Institute. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the John DePietro Show, Dr. Wayne Weingarten. Dr. Weingarten, thank you for joining us on the John DePietro Show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Doctor, if you wouldn't mind, um, inflation, it's not easy to start. It certainly doesn't seem that it's going to be easy to stop. Um, I'd be curious to hear some of your thoughts of just how we have arrived at the point where we, we are right now. Well, it, it's complicated, unfortunately. I mean, I think the, the simplest version is that the, the Federal Reserve has basically accommodated a lot of the government spending um, through their quantitative easing programs, which basically meant they bought a lot of the government bonds. And when they bought the bonds, they created a lot of money. And all that money got out into the economy. Uh, And so inflation is when you basically have too much money in the economy, chasing too few goods. It's the classic definition, and we're just seeing that the effect of that. So basically, you know, monetary policy is very difficult, it's very complicated, but basically, they've, in, in the simplest form, they've just put too much money out there. They put it out there in part. It's been accommodating all the spending from the federal government, and so you have that kind of combination of fiscal uh, too much fiscal spending combined with uh, too loose monetary policy, and <clears throat> universally, what you see when you get that is inflation, and if you don't rein, uh, rein it in, it becomes kind of ingrained and it becomes rampant. Now, Dr. Weingarten, I had heard uh, someone on one of the you know Sunday shows say, unfortunately, the only way to slow down or stop inflation is through recession. And said, you know, you saw this uh, during the, you know, Ford dealt with it. Uh, Carter, Jimmy Carter dealt with it. Um, is that the way you look at it, that, that people may not like this, but we may actually have to go through a little bit of a recession to get the inflation under control? Well, you know, the inflation itself is going to cause recessions. It's, so I, I think the better way of looking at it is it doesn't have to if we put in the right policies on the fiscal front and on the regulatory front, uh, which is not what we're doing, so we may end up in a recession, but if we had much more of kind of uh, the Reagan policy where, and, and he delayed the tax cuts, which was part of the problem, but if we actually go with a much more pro-growth tax system, and if we rein in kind of the government spending and deregulate at the same time that you have the fiscal, uh, the monetary policy kind of restricting, so you have tight monetary policy, but expansionary fiscal policy, expansion not in terms of spending, but in terms of creating a more pro-growth tax system, not necessarily tax tax cuts, but a more pro-growth system, that could offset kind of the negative kind of impacts. So it depends on the policy mix. And if we input the right policy mix, we could actually end up with kind of a stronger economy while we're reigning inflation. Uh, But right now, you know, it doesn't look like either that's what they're going to be doing. And so what we are likely to see, unfortunately, is a recession along with it, but it it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. Folks, again, we're speaking from the Pacific Research Institute. It's Dr. Wayne Weingarten. And doctor, what about, uh, you know, the Democrats right now in the Biden administration, they want to move forward 
with this huge spending plan. Uh, they're trying to say that it won't affect the, the economy, but what, what about the fact that the government's spending if, in fact, this, this you know, huge package goes forward? Well, I, I think one, it's, it's important to remember that the, the amount of spending they're doing is multiples higher than what you hear on TV, right? They keep saying it's $1.75 trillion, um, which is an incredible amount of money over 10 years, uh, but it's, it's three, four times that amount when you take away all the gimmicks and expiring programs and all the games they play in order to kind of make the bracket seem smaller. Uh, but what you're really talking about is the exact opposite of what we were saying. You're going to actually transfer more resources from the more productive private sector to the less productive public sector. So you're going to spend that poorly. That's anti-growth. You're going to be raising uh, taxes and continue to kind of have the Fed monetize it. That's bad for inflation and that's bad for growth. So what you really have is an, a, an unproductive expansion of the public sector that's going to come at the expense of entrepreneurship. It's going to come at the expense of prosperity on the private side. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Wayne Weingarten, uh, Senior Fellow, Business Economics, the Pacific Research Institute. Um, doctor, w- right now, based on what you're hearing from the Biden administration, if they follow the plan that they're trying to implement, how would you see, say, the next six months to a year? What should people expect? Well, what people should expect is a, a slower overall growth. So there's going to be fewer employment gains. We're going to continue to have inflation, uh, and we're going to kind of see that kind of uh, dog chasing the tail where wages are going to try to keep up with inflation. And the businesses will just pass that along to customers. And so you're going to get that spiral. So we're going to see more of that. Uh, you're going to see uh, a- a- overall economic activity slow down. Uh, so you're going to get more inflation, less growth, less opportunity, less job growth. Uh, it's going to take time for all of that to kind of to settle in. Uh, but you're going to just kind of slowly see this downgrading of the economy uh, because you're, you're actually – having this anti-growth fiscal policy and this huge expansion of the state. And, we, and it's important to recognize it. You know, we, we had huge deficits prior to all this spending. We have huge structural deficits. We talk about Social Security, Medicare, the unfunded public pensions at the state and local level. So we have all of these long-term problems that are coming due. At the exact same time, we're going to expand spending and expand deficits uh this is this is the recipe for a really unstable federal budget and so there over the long term these these consequences will grow i I don't mean to sound so dour but you know this it it makes zero fiscal sense about what we're doing uh and so there there will be a price to pay uh as the kind of consequences come home to roost dr wayne let me ask you just two quick questions and this is what the typical person is asking why is the price of gas so high, and why are there empty shelves in in restaurants? In excuse me, in uh, in in stores. <laughs> stores, you know, we do have. There's two parts to this, right? We do have supply bottlenecks, right? I mean, what we've learned is that the global economy is complicated. When you shut it off, it's not like flipping a switch to get it back on. And so, part of the reason is we have bottlenecks at the uh, the ports in California. We have a shortage of truck drivers and we have a shortage of warehousing space and so all those factors coming together and that, that's leading to why uh, store shelves are, are bare we, we also have we talked earlier inflation and so those inflationary problems are and kind of the um 
uh, that expansion is, is increasing prices for, for all goods, including oil. On top of the oil issue, at the exact time that we should have been expanding production, right? and in fact, without the Biden administration shutting down the Keystone pipeline and, and actually not uh, approving uh, additional kind of pipelines and, and uh, more drilling, when we have that kind of, uh, kind of policy, you have an incentive not to go and, and, and get more oil and not uh, get more natural gas. So you have this uh, reduction in production from the U.S. Before this happened, by the way, we were the number one producer of natural gas in the world, right? No longer the case because of policy. So we're actually reducing our supply of energy at the exact same time that you had these pressures increasing prices. So when you ask OPEC to raise production, why should they? They're doing better with higher prices. It makes perfect sense that the cartel will want to keep prices artificially high. So what we've done is, from the U.S. side, we've reduced our production at the exact time that we really needed more production to occur. Folks, again, he is with the Pacific Research Institute Senior Fellow, Business and Economics, Dr. Wayne Weingarten. Doctor, appreciate your perspective. And I recognize that, you know, I'm sure you think, boy, I wish I had better news to deliver. But people are adults if if people know what they're in for, I find it's much easier to deal than if they're given false hope or these statements, some seemingly coming out of Washington, you know, it's not going to cost anything. It's not going to be an increase in taxes or anything. Listen, you know, it, people can see just what's going on. Um, this situation can't continue the way it is. It's great to get your perspective. And doctor, thank you for joining us on the John DePietro show. Oh, my pleasure. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. We have made it Tough Friday. And this weekend, well, maybe like me, going to be putting up a lot of Christmas decorations. Make sure you stop by and see our friends. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Everything you need. Balsam, Fraser fir, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch, 60 inches in size. They have mistletoe. Christmas swag, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. It's a family business. The service is fantastic. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. Look for them. They also have birdhouses. You know, that makes a great gift. Those are custom-made and also custom-made sleighs from a local artist. So beautiful. Quality. Classy. Christmas decorations, holiday decorations. Folks, stop it and see them. And again, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I want to start off with them. Folks, Governor McKee, this this situation with him in the uh, in the press briefings, um, <clears throat> the governor's staff, and I, I mean this sincerely, they, they really need to get on the stick. Whoever's in charge of uh, security, I, I, I would say, you know, th this is becoming an issue. And I, I think they're... They're playing with fire a little bit. And the reason I say that is is because what happened yesterday at that press briefing where this woman was a state worker, works in that building, was allowed to come into the room and basically just try to take over the room. She's not a victim of domestic violence. Uh, the state police were doing the right thing, trying to wrestle her. She should have been arrested. She should have been arrested, removed from the room. Instead, Governor McKee, who was totally thrown off, said, no, let's... Let her speak. She's just someone who's an advocate. She has a Facebook page. She has a cause. 
But they, they, they are pushing it. You had the incident where Mayor Lorza started to go up to Governor McKee, and, and yesterday that, that, that person who had no business being in that room um, it could have had a weapon, absolutely could have had a weapon. So I, I don't know if it's the Capitol Police, State Police. Now, I'll tell you, the woman yesterday at the Governor McKee press briefing, she, she was far more aggressive and hostile with the governor right there than when I was at that protest covering it out in front of the governor's house in Cumberland back in September where those individuals were, were arrested for, for basically nothing. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. I think the governor suddenly said, you know, it's a woman, even though he travels with a female trooper. I believe she looked like a Latina, but but it's a real double standard. I, I think, um, and again, I, I know it's more of an issue for Capitol Police and State Police, but I think they should should take the governor's uh, safety serious because and and sometimes i know that i've been there they they want to go out and do a show on the road and so forth but people are upset and people don't like you know that we are going through a period of unrest and i think they're kind of chancing it a little bit um it, it is effective i was there when you know the governor was at the uh pharmacy and they were promoting flu shots that's fine but anyone can come on can in Anyone just, can just walk in and, and go and approach. And I, I understand also how he wants to, you know, be approachable in that way. But many of these public events, um, the, the wrong type of individual, you know, could, could show up at something like this. And, and God forbid if anything very serious happened. Right now, there have just been some heated confrontations. But that situation yesterday, that, that individual should not have been in the room. She should be disciplined. I believe she works in that building which is the Department of Administration building right across from the Rhode Island State House. And um, and I don't think the governor should have played it that way. No, let her talk. Like, what are you talking about? She had no business being there. She was fighting with the state police uh, who were trying to do their job and remove her. But I, I, I just wonder, and there's starting to be a casualness to this. That was Yesterday was a security breach. And then the media went to talk to her. The media should not even be putting out her message she said, see, it works. This is the only way to be heard. It works. Um, the, the media should not have been relaying what it is that she wanted to get a message out. This is like someone who runs on, you know, the middle of Fenway in the middle of a game, carrying a sign. What do they do? They don't show them anymore. Someone used to run on a football field during a game. They don't show it anymore. And what? guess what happened? They stopped doing it. If this woman's going to do this, more people are going to do it. And there's going to be more of a confrontation. And next time it may be a male instead of a female. I I think the the Governor McKee people are way too lax on this. And then, and I get it. He's there. Then it's uncomfortable. But that that person should have been arrested. If there were, you know, we're seeing double standards. No one can sleep out in front of the, the Rhode Island State House unless you're the progressive left and you're a state senator. Then you can do it. Uh, no one can go charging in. That woman was charging at the governor easily could have had a blade um no arrest <clears throat> so most people would have been dragged out as a matter of fact one of the frontline workers had been dragged out went in wanted to ask a question and they they dragged him out of there that woman should have been arrested but the governor mckee people you know th this is if you start to have that attitude where they just let it go and look the other way i i i believe is setting up a dangerous precedent. And now the, the governor is trying to say, well, you know, it was a misstep giving out the $3,000 bonuses. Uh, it was, it, then it should be stopped.
it was a misstep. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Propane Plus. Remember, the Johnson family, what an incredible uh, reputation they have serving the people of Southern New England. Remember, with Propane Plus, it's energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Propane Plus, locations in Rehoboth and also in East Greenwich. So the Jesse Smollett jury has come back, and uh, I hope this guy does jail time. He should go to jail. Uh, that is disgraceful. That was someone trying to exploit and start a race war in this country. That's the last thing we need. He had a fake story. It's it's embarrassing anyone that actually believed it. I put out on Facebook, the comedian Dave Chappelle, he, I think he had the best, uh, you know, four-minute little bit on Jussie uh, Smollett. He even mispronounces his name and so forth. But it, it, it's just ludicrous uh, when you break it down. And he does a very effective job, Dave Chappelle. Of the, he imitates the police officer who's, like, taking down the report. Um, but and also, look at Kamala Harris. The rest of them, they all fell for it. We're going along with it. Now, apparently, Don Lemon has called him out, called him a liar. He is a liar. And he's a coward. And however he ended up where he ended up, he, he, I hope the judge sends him to jail. Send a message. Folks, so many of these hate crimes, they're, hate, they're hoaxes, they're fake. And yet, God, people love to fall for it. Now, I also want to touch on two things with Governor McKee. Number one, he said, well, you know, to say that we're giving out the bonuses to the state workers, 3000 each, uh, that was a misstep. Well, then it should be eliminated. Now they're just trying to figure out a way to get them the money. They shouldn't have, should never agreed to that. Sets a dangerous precedent, and that's following on the precedent they set with the Providence Teachers Union, giving them all $3,000 bonuses. But Governor McKee also has a big challenge ahead of him, and that is not to cave. All these people that are screaming for a mask mandate, none of them are business people. None of them are business people. Uh, according to the governor's own team and him, Rhode Island has high vaccination. Uh, there are some people in the hospital, pale compared to some other states. Uh, mask mandates in businesses are unfair. The people that are doing it are not friendly to business. Restaurants have been through hell. Businesses, retail have been through hell. Just as they're trying to rebound and make a comeback, you want to put them back in the business of being the police and trying to police masking in their business. Otherwise, you're going to shut them down and give fines. Listen, this, this has been very difficult to business. It's hard enough to get workers. They can't get the proper staffing because the government was paying people not to work. And now all this is going to do is just create more tension within the business community, and it shouldn't go on. So in many of the progressives that are screaming for it, I, I don't understand. I mean, it, it, if you are vaccinated and you wear a mask and you wash your hands, then you should not be concerned about people around you. Listen, it doesn't inoculate. If you're vaccinated, booster, and everything, it doesn't inoculate it against it. You have, your body, come, our bodies come in contact with different viruses every day and our natural immunity and you keep yourself healthy and so forth and fights it off. But the, the people, it, it's just ironic. The people who are vaccinated, who are wearing masks, it, it is an element. They want everyone to wear masks. As we've talked about, it's a free country. You're not going to do that. Um, they, they, you know, they don't, they still allow people to smoke cigarettes. They're going to legalize cannabis. 
basically it is legalized. It certainly isn't mass recreational. Rhode Island, they're not, you know, they're not arresting anyone for it. So they may say, not say that it's legal, but it's legal. None of the illegals coming in are vaccinated. But this business, you know, this is, it's, it, it is political and it's too bad it became that way. But Governor McKee cannot cave to this loud mob that's demanding he institute a mask mandate. Wrong. Governor, don't, don't cave to it. Uh, be strong. This is, it would be terrible for businesses. And it would also look in New York where, you know, Mayor de Blasio wants to force private business to get all their employers, employees, excuse me, vaccinated. That's wrong. Stay out of it. This has basically become the flu shot. That's what it is. It's a flu shot. Get a flu shot. Helps you avoid the flu. If you come in contact with it, you don't get as sick. That's what it is. It's a flu shot. I've been getting flu shots for years. I get it every fall. Helps fight off in case you get the flu. This whole thing should be repositioned. I agree with the washing of hands. I even agree with the masking. Meaning for those that are comfortable, fine, wear a mask. But you don't start forcing everyone to do it. All right, you're listening to The John DePietro Show.